It's November 4th, 2020, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Adam B. Levine, here again with Lila Ledesma for your daily news roundup. On today's show, we're talking Bitcoin's brief break above 14K, post-election crypto impacts, and more. Today's episode is sponsored by Crypto.com and Nexo.io. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Bitcoin fell briefly on Wednesday alongside traditional markets after President Trump alleged fraud in the 2020 election, tweeting, quote, votes cannot be cast after the polls are closed, end quote, and pledging to get the Supreme Court involved. Bitcoin was trading at $13,800, up a little more than half a percentage point on the day after a tumultuous morning. A brief fall reversed a rally to $14,000 seen late on Tuesday, dropping as low as $13,600 before rebounding this morning, according to Coindesk's Bitcoin price index. The cryptocurrency had begun losing ground during the early Asian trading hours after media reports projected a victory for President Trump in key states such as Florida, dashing hopes for a Democratic sweep and a bigger fiscal stimulus package under Biden's leadership. S&P 500 futures are now trading 1% lower on the day. NASDAQ futures are currently up just 1% compared to a 4% gain seen earlier, according to datasourceinvesting.com. Trump claimed victory at an event held at the White House early today, even though the vote count in states such as Michigan, Wisconsin, North Carolina, Nevada, and Pennsylvania is ongoing. It's a story we'll be following. Bitcoin is currently trading at $13,889, while Ether is trading at $382, according to the Coindesk price index. In other news, miners' income from processing transactions on the Ethereum blockchain more than halved in October as the mania for decentralized finance cooled. Ethereum users collectively paid more than $57 million in transaction fees in October, down 65% from September's record monthly tally of $166 million, according to data source Glassnode. Quote, transaction costs declined as volumes on decentralized exchanges dropped, reducing demand for network bandwidth. Alex Mashinsky, CEO and founder of crypto lender Celsius, told Coindesk. Trading volume on decentralized exchanges fell by nearly 25% to $19.4 billion in October to register the first monthly decline since April. The sharp drop indicates there was less aggressive bidding by market participants for running transactions on the network, according to Dennis Vinokarov, head of research at London-based prime brokerage Bquant. Total fees paid had surged from $22 million to $166 million in the third quarter, as the DeFi space witnessed explosive growth following the launch of the Comp Governance token released by lending protocol Compound in June. And while Ethereum miners earned significantly less from fees in October, they still made more than Bitcoin miners, who collected $41 million in fees. This episode is brought to you by Crypto.com, the crypto super app that lets you buy, earn, and spend crypto all in one place and earn up to 8.5% per year on your Bitcoin. Download the Crypto.com app now to see the interest rates you could be earning on BTC and more than 20 other coins. Once in the app, you can apply for the Crypto.com metal card, which pays you up to 8% cash back on all purchases. Reserve yours in the Crypto.com app today. Looking for the best way to stay on top of your investment game? Nexo.io has you covered in three easy steps with their high-yield savings account for digital assets. Step one, create an account at Nexo.io. Step two, transfer assets to your secure Nexo wallet with no minimum or maximum limits on funds deposited. Step three, sit back, relax, and earn up to 10% compounding interest paid out daily on your crypto and fiat. Your passive income made simple. Get started at Nexo.io. Turning to today's featured story with the 2020 U.S. election wrapping up, there are things we know and things we don't know. This year's highly contested presidential race remains undecided as votes continue to be counted and lawyers on both sides take position. 
But the presidential race was one of the less important to the world of crypto. And there are five key races we've been watching in the Senate and the House of Representatives who have taken stances relevant to crypto, either for or against. And based on results this morning, they each won their contest, earning themselves another two- or six-year term. First up, Representative Cynthia Loomis, a Republican from Wyoming, served in the House between 2009 and 2017, first invested in Bitcoin in 2013, and as said, she is impressed by Bitcoin as a store of value. She won her party's primary to represent Wyoming, and as expected, won her seat. With a crypto-friendly banking law tapped by Kraken and Avanti Financial, Wyoming state government has taken a lead on crypto assets in recent months. And this is a win for crypto, by all accounts. Next up, Senator Tom Cotton, a Republican from Arkansas who won re-election last night, chairs the Senate Banking Committee's Economic Policy Subcommittee and has advocated for a digital dollar and the modernization of a dollar, saying it needs to be better than Bitcoin. Previously, Cotton had made remarks supporting the scrutiny and regulation of cryptocurrencies in light of concerns about their use in illicit activities, as well as concerns that Facebook is trying to use Libra to enter new markets. He is one of the co-sponsors of the Lawful Access to Encrypted Data Act, which would require encrypted communication systems to include backdoor access for enforcement agencies. Next up, Senator Mark Warner, a Democrat from Virginia, also won re-election last night and has expressed concerns about Libra, writing to its governing body last year to discourage the Chinese yuan from being included in the fiat basket underlying the cryptocurrency's value. The Senate Banking Committee member has also suggested that Facebook might use its user base to rapidly scale up Libra when it launches. Senator Mike Rounds, a Republican from South Dakota who secured another term in last night's contest, was the first U.S. senator to embrace the Libra stablecoin project, praising the initiative in an open letter to Anchorage, one of the Libra Association's members last year. Notably, Anchorage is based in South Dakota, the Federal Reserve's planned real-time payment system. He also praised the South Dakota Division of Banking's decision to grant Anchorage a trust charter. And rounding out our watch list, Senator Lindsey Graham, a Republican from South Carolina who won another term, is another of the co-sponsors for the Lawful Access to Encrypted Data Act, which, as we said before, would require encrypted communication systems to include backdoor access for enforcement agencies. He also oversaw a hearing on the impact cryptocurrencies may have had on the U.S. election, specifically looking at foreign interference concerns. As results continue to come in, if there are any other developments, you'll hear it here on Markets Daily. And finally, a wallet possibly belonging to darknet market Silk Road moved almost $1 billion worth of Bitcoin on early Wednesday, according to blockchain intelligence firm Elliptic. Quote, these funds likely originated from the Silk Road, Tom Robinson, co-founder of Elliptic, noted in a LinkedIn post, adding the coins may have been moved by imprisoned Silk Road operator Ross Albrich or a Silk Road vendor. This is the first transaction from the address since 2015 when it transferred 101 BTC to BTCE, a now shuttered cryptocurrency exchange allegedly favoured by money launderers per the post. Ulbrich, who operated under the pseudonym Dead Pirate Roberts, operated the darknet market website Silk Road from 2011 until his arrest in 2013 and is currently serving a life sentence. As such, it's highly unlikely Ulbrich executed the transaction. The Bitcoin trove left Silk Road's wallet back on May 6, 2012, but may have been moved to stay up to date with changes on the Bitcoin network. If the password's been cracked, then a hacker may have moved the stash or its owner moved them to avoid this happening. Silk Road, which combined two privacy-preserving technologies, Bitcoin and Tor, to enable anonymous trade of illicit goods and services likely earned around 614,000 BTC in commissions. Of these, 174,000 BTC were seized from Ulbrich by the FBI when he was arrested in 2013. Robinson believes the remaining 440,000 bitcoins now worth some $6 billion may have been used by Ulbrich to fund expenses associated with running the marketplace. 
Big on-chain transactions related to malicious entities often raise concerns in the market. While Bitcoin is down over 2% on the day at press time, those losses look to have been fueled by uncertainty around the US election. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with your next news roundup on Thursday. And just a reminder, the Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice.